محمد رسول الله حيال سلام حيال سلام حيوان الفلاح حيوان الفلاح الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن العظيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ينصركم الله رق الله العظيم Respected elders, ulama, brothers and dear friends Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh We comment by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending salutations and greetings upon our master and leader Muhammad al-Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam We all are very familiar with the bleak and dark moments that we are currently living and the difficult circumstances that the Muslim Ummah is facing particularly in respect of the plight of our brothers and sisters in the holy lands of Palestine and particularly Gaza and I'm quite sure that we have heard much about the topic already and we may or may not be following the events as they are unfolding on an ongoing and a day-to-day basis which is important as a show of concern and support that we ought to be up to date with what is the state of the ummah nonetheless in the few moments we have today i would like that i myself and all of us together reflect over what we make of the situation. So events are unfolding and they are out of our scope of control. But what do we make of the situation that we see unfolding in respect of our own selves and even broader than that? First of all, we reflect over the statement of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Al-mu'minuna ka jasadin wahid. The believers are like a single body. The believers are like a single body. If a part of the body is ailing, is feeling some pain, or there is an illness or a, uh, a wound in any part of the body, then the entire body, the entire person uh, suffers from the pain or the fever that arises from that illness or that wound. If a person has a toothache, a severe toothache, he may not be able to do anything, although the pain is concentrated in that one small part of his body. But he is incapacitated because of that pain. So this is the example that Rasulullah is giving us. When a part of the ummah is undergoing some difficulty, then the effect, the pain of that difficulty ought to be felt in the heart 
of every Muslim. And just as you feel the pain, you react to the pain by taking some medicine, your hand will take the tablet and put it into your mouth. You will pick up the cup of water and take the sip to take that tablet or whatever other means of treating that particular condition is. So part of being within and a part of the body of the Ummah of Rasulullah requires us to first of all feel the pain and second of all to react and deal with the pain that we are feeling. This is very, very important. And if we are not finding ourselves feeling the pain or reacting to the pain, then we must wonder whether we have been severed off from the body of the Ummah of Rasulullah We have been cut off. Why is it that the, the, the nervous system connections are not working between myself and the rest of the Ummah? Or am I part of a paralyzed limb that I do not feel pain nor can I react to any pain? So this is the point that we ought to reflect over. If the past 42 days of hell on earth that we have seen unfolding in the lives of our brothers in Palestine has not made us engage more in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Repent from at least one sin. Engage in some form of extra ibadah consistently. It has not made us shed a tear. Then that is a very, very big question mark in terms of our connection with the Ummah of Rasulullah And it begs us to revive and renew our Iman and to reconnect ourselves to the Ummah of Rasulullah To once again become a part of this Ummah. It is inconceivable that a part of a person's body you know, becomes severely wounded or affected and the rest of his body carries on like normal. There, w- there must be a reaction. So what is our reaction? And that reaction is not, okay, I have a toothache, I took the tablet and then I carry on with my life. No. As long as the problem persists, the reaction persists. And dealing with the situation, whatever it takes, you will continue doing that until the problem is resolved and the wound heals or whatever it is. So in 42 days that have passed, what have we done? What has been my condition over the past 42 days? Have I continued to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the dark portions of the night? When my brothers and sisters are being slaughtered on the other side of the world, I continue to engross and engage myself in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in obliviousness, in negligence, or have I spent some time on a daily basis performing some additional nafil salah, some tahajjud, crying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to alleviate the condition. And in addition to that, have I taken any other measures? Have I started... Discussing the issue with my family. Have I started discussing ways forward with my friends and my colleagues? Or am I still waking up in the morning, having my breakfast, going to work, or doing whatever it is we do, having lunch, doing whatever it is we do, and then going to bed at night? Is this what we live for? Indeed not. So this is a very, very severe test for us, as we may have seen the message that has been doing its rounds from a Palestinian mother who said that we have passed the test. The test is on the rest of the world and how they react to it. So this is our test. How are we going to react to this difficult, difficult situation? that we see unfolding. At the very least, the bare minimum is that it should revive and 
rekindle the spark of Iman in our hearts and we ought to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that is the first point, respected Allah and dear friends, that we must feel the pain of the Muslim Ummah and we must react to the pain of the Muslim Ummah by trying to find some solution. And one solution is in seeking and drawing the mercy and assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by returning to Him, by leaving without the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by leaving the sins that we have so become so accustomed to. In the famous hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu mentions the three people who had gone out and uh, they had gone out on some journey and they were forced to, to take refuge in a cave and suddenly a huge rock came and sealed the mouth of the cave and now they were locked in. There was no way for them to exit that cave and they knew now they were at a point of no return and so they discussed amongst themselves and they agreed that let us present before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one act. How many acts? Just one. One act that we done only for His pleasure. And through that we will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's assistance in alleviating this condition. And amongst the three du'as from the three people, one of them said that, Oh Allah, I was about to commit this act of zina with someone who was the love of my life, my cousin who I was in love with since I was young. And I was about to commit this act of zina with her. And she had, you know, prevented me and she had always rejected me because she was a pious person. And eventually, difficult circumstances, desperation forced her to stretch out her hand to ask for financial assistance. And I capitalized on this opportunity to get something in return. And he says, as he was about to perpetrate that act, she said to him, fear Allah. He said to him, fear Allah. And after having paid her whatever she needed, he got up and he left without committing that act that he longed for his entire life. He wanted to commit that sin and he left it for the sake of Allah. And he made make the dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh Allah, I'm leaving this out. Uh, he says, if I left it out for your sake, then remove this difficulty that we are facing. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused that rock to move. So this is one point of consideration for us. Which sin are we going to leave out for the sake of Allah? For the sake of ourselves and the Muslim ummah. Let us find one sin that we have become engrossed in, we have become accustomed to. We cannot leave it, whether it is uh, listening to music or looking at haram things or speaking lies or backbiting it, doesn't matter what it is if you can do more, do more the more the better, but start with one and leave it for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and dedicate that to seeking the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these difficult times that we are facing, and then the other example is in the same hadith where uh, the other person mentions that he had a habit of coming home and serving his parents before seeing to his family. And one day he got late, and by the time he came home with the milk, after milking his animals, his parents had already fallen off to sleep, and he refused to feed his family because it was his habit out of honor for his parents to feed them first. And so he chose to wait by his parents' bedside until they woke up, which, was, which ended up being further time. And at this time, he fed his parents and then he fed his family, despite the fact that his little children were restless throughout the night. And he says, Oh Allah, if I had done this act of service, 
servitude and obedience to my parents for your pleasure than remove this rock from our way. And again, this was another cause of this impossible situation being resolved. Because this person chose to dedicate an act that he done purely for the pleasure of Allah. A good deed he done purely for the pleasure of Allah. He dedicated it in seeking the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So again the question we ask, what good deeds have we done? What good deeds have we done? What good deeds are we doing? And are we doing enough if we are doing something? There must be an additional reaction. We cannot, we cannot be going about business as usual. So this is another point respected Allah and dear friends. We ought to return to Allah, become good, obedient servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we have not been praying our five daily salah, let us do so in seeking the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make the dua to Allah. Oh Allah, I cannot, I cannot bear the pain that I, that I am experiencing and witnessing unfolding in Palestine. Oh Allah, I make a firm intention to commence with my five daily salah on time. Oh Allah, you accept it from me, make it easy for me and let this be a means of your assistance descending upon the Ummah of Rasulullah. That will be your contribution and my contribution. But for us to carry on as if nothing happened, unfortunately it is a sign of our death. We may be living and walking but indeed that is a sign of our death and paralysis. Look at the quality of that great man who conquered the Holy Lands and restored its glory and dignity and took it back from the hands of the oppressive crusaders. What was his condition? Was he a brave commander with multiple badges on his shoulders, wearing a shiny uh, military uniform? No. He was a general and a commander who is described as being He was always excessively fasting and excessively worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the darkness of the night. This was his quality. And he had such a deep connection with the Ummah of Rasulullah that on one occasion the evil ruler who had control of, of Jerusalem, he attacked the caravan of Hujjah. He attacked the caravan of Hujjaj uh, that were going now for Hajj. And he slaughtered their women and children as we see the women and children being slaughtered. And in jeering these people and, and mocking at them, he says, that tell your Muhammad to come and save you. Tell your Muhammad to come and save you. And we have heard these words from the Zionist oppressors as well. One of these people from this caravan managed to escape and he fled and he eventually found himself at the door of Salahuddin al-Ayyubi rahimahullah. And he says to him and uh, you know explains and relates to him what had occurred on that, uh, on that journey of the Hujjaj. And when, when Salahuddin hears this, yes, yes, then he retreats into his home. He retreats into his home and he cries to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for two consecutive days. He cries to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for two consecutive days and he makes dua to Allah. Oh Allah, grant me permission to act on behalf of your Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because that commander and that evil ruler told them to seek, tell Muhammad to come help. Now he is asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's permission to act on behalf of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And after two days he comes out and he, 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 he speaks to his army. And one of the, the main question he asks his army and he says, this is what has occurred. They have slaughtered the 
Hujjaj, they have killed the women and children. And I am now acting on behalf of Rasulullah Whoever wants to join me, feel free to join me. He did not command them to join him. What was their response? Their response was, we are all sacrificed for Rasulullah And they left and they defeated that particular, uh, those particular oppressors. And that ruler that had made that disgusting statement was captured. And he was, his head was chopped off by Salahuddin He says that, were you the one that said, tell your Muhammad to come and save you? He says, yes, I was the one who said it. And he responds by saying, I am this poor servant who is acting on behalf of Rasulullah and he chopped the head of the oppressor off. So that was Salahuddin. He was the same person who would never smile. You would never see a smile on his face. And when he was asked, why don't you ever smile? He said, how do you expect me to smile when... Al-Masjid Al-Aqsa, the third of the, the third holiest site and the, and the first Qibla of the Muslims is under attack, is under occupation. And our Muslim brothers are being slaughtered. And this has been the condition in, in those parts of the world over different parts of history, different times in history. So this was his condition. He could not bring a smile to his face over the condition and the plight of the Muslim Ummah. And yet, we continue to indulge, we continue to live life like normal that is what we should be pondering over and reflecting over how far if we want to see the conquest of the holy lands if we want to see the victory of the muslim ummah then we need to revive within ourselves the likes of salahuddin even if it is just by a little reflect over the qualities of those that conquered al-masjid al-aqsa salahuddin al-ayyubi the likes of umar ibn al-khattab radiyallahu anhu and let us draw from their lives and bring those qualities into our lives and then we will see that there will be none to defeat us there will be none that will stand within the path of the Muslim Ummah. Umar radiallahu anhu says, Islam. We were lowly people and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevated us through Islam. And if we try to seek honor and glory in any other avenue except through Islam, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will humiliate and disgrace us. Let this knock on each of our hearts who are seeking honor through our wealth through our careers and our professions. Let us remember that honor lies only in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And lastly, respected elders and dear friends, I will quote to you a statement of Salahuddin al-Ayyubi rahimahullah. After conquering al-Masjid al-Aqsa and the Holy Lands, he made the statement and he said that Al-Qud will not return into the hands of the enemies as long as we remain men. As long as we remain men in the true sense of the word, Al-Aqsa will remain in the control and in the power of the Muslims. But unfortunately, we, we have lost that. There is a dearth of men and we see males, but we see no one acting as a true man. Which man would tolerate his Muslim, um, his Muslim brother being sacrificed, Muslim children being shattered into pieces. And we are sitting in our homes and going to bed, having a good six, seven, eight, nine hours of sleep, whilst continuing, Allah forbid, to indulge in the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This cannot be the behavior of a man when he is faced with such a situation. So we need to revive that manhood of 
and, and chivalry that is so beautifully illustrated in the life of every pious person, in the life of every Nabi of Allah, in the life of every Sahabi. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it possible that from our generation, from our offspring, we will find those who will restore the glory to the Ummah, who will find and uplift and revive the qualities of the Sahaba such that we are able to restore the dignity of Islam and revive being throughout the world. الحمد لله فالق الحبل والنوى وموح العظام بعد الموت والبلا ومنزل القطر والندى أحمده سبحانه وأشكره على نعمه التترى وآلائه العظمى وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له أسرى بعبده ليلا من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد الأقصى وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله خير من وطئ الثرى إمام المتقي إمام التقى وعنوان الهدى فصلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه الأطهار الحنفاء ما تحقق لأمة الإسلام نصر أو بدا وما تمسك عبد بالله بدين الله ولنبيه اقتفى أما بعد فأوصيكم عباد الله ونفسي بتقوى الله في السر والعلن قال الله تبارك وتعالى فلا إن تصبروا وتتقوا يأتوكم من فورهم هذا يمددكم ربكم بخمسة آلاف من الملائكة مسومين قال الله تبارك وتعالى وإن تصبروا وتتقوا لا يضبكم كيدهم شيئا إن الله بما يعملون محيط أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم الله اشترى من المؤمنين أنفسهم وأموالهم بأن لهم الجنة يقاتلون في سبيل الله فيقتلون ويقتلون وعدا عليه حقا في التوراة والإنجيل والقرآن ومن أوفى بعهده من الله فاستبشروا, فاستبشروا ببيعكم الذي بايعتم به وذلك هو الفوز العظيم أقول ما تسمعون وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه نستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا ليهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد عبد الله ورسوله قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن العظيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمة أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى عنه وأسدقهم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى عنه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى عنه اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وضاطنة لا تغادر ذنبا رضي الله عنهم وعن كل الصحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحب أحبهم فمن أبغضهم فببغض أبغضهم فخير الناس قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم أيد الإسلام وأنصاره وأذل الشرك وأشراره 
اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى من الفعل والقول والعمل والنيه إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم انصر الإسلام وأعز المسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم حدد المسجد الأقصى من اليهود الغاصبين عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروا الله يذكركم ودعوه يسدي المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا زكا وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم راط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم لمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر جميع الله لمن حمده اللهم اهدنا في من هديت وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت فقنا وصرف عنا برحمتك شر ما قضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت استغفرك اللهم من كل ذنب ونتوب إليك وصلى الله على النبي الأمي الكريم اللهم اغفر لنا وللمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وألف بين قلوبهم وأصلح ذات بينهم وانصرهم على عدوك وعدوهم 
اللهم العن الكفرة الذين يصدون عن سبيلك ويكذبون رسلك ويقاتلون أولياءك اللهم خالف بين كلمتهم وزلزل أقدامهم وشتت شملهم ومزق جمعهم وأنزل بهم بأسك الذي لا ترده عن القوم المجرمين اللهم خذهم أخذ عزيز مقتدر فصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله لا نحصي ثلاءً عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأهوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع الحاجات وتطهرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها عندك أعلى الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أقصى الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين Oh most kind and forgiving Allah Ya Allah we seek your forgiveness Ya Allah Allah we have, we have committed so many disobedience and so much of sin Ya Allah Ya Allah shower us with your mercy and forgiveness Ya Allah Ya Allah we make Tawbah from all our sins Ya Allah Ya Allah help us to stay away from your disobedience Ya Allah Keep us on the straight path Ya Allah Keep us on the straight path Ya Allah Ya Allah protect us from sin and deviation and misguidance Ya Allah Ya Allah Ya Allah It is because of our sins that we see the condition of the Ummah where it is today Ya Allah Ya Allah Ya Allah You assist us Ya Allah Guide us back to Deen Ya Allah So the Iman and the Islam of the entire Ummah Ya Allah Ya Allah We have become weak Ya Allah We have become engrossed in the dunya, Ya Allah. We have become engrossed in temptations, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guide us back to, to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us into your embrace, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide us to the straight path, Ya Allah. Guide us to the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, restore the honor of the Muslim ummah, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire Muslim ummah, Ya Allah. Forgive us and our parents and our children, Ya Allah. Forgive our families and our spouses and our relatives and friends, Ya Allah. Allah, forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, shower your mercy on the entire Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, save us from the temptations of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, revive the sparks of Iman in our hearts and lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us not be dead Muslims, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us be living strong Muslims, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you know best the condition of our Muslim brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Allah, we beg of you to assist them, Ya Allah. Beg of you to come to their aid, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we beg of you to deal with the enemy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you make it easy for them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you guard them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant them victory and success over the oppressors, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give us the ability to assist them, Ya Allah, in as many ways as possible, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, protect the Muslim Ummah from becoming disabled in assisting one another, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us give us all the means and abilities, Ya Allah. To assist each, each another to the best of our abilities, Ya Allah. 
Allah, save us from becoming engrossed and obsessed in our own material lives, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us all remember our return to you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us all an easy reckoning and entrance into Jannah of Firdaus, Ya Allah. Save us from the punishment of the fire, Ya Allah. Save us from the punishment of the grave. Allahu anna nabiyyana Muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam maahu wa ahluh. Subhana rabbina rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil